Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? It's time for another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Nathan and I here on The Financial Answer. As we're going to talk about bad money habits that could maybe spoil the retirement party, and nobody wants their party spoiled, so we're no, going to get into no, yeah. no. we're going to get into that this week on the podcast. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing yeah. really good. We're uh, we just had our 20th anniversary celebration with our clients, and so we've actually talk been about in, parties. Yeah, yeah, we've been in business for 20 years, dude. I can't Man, I can't believe that. That's but, awesome. Uh, I know it is. It is. So we just had that this past Thursday, and uh, we we had a great turnout for that. So I want to thank everyone for just you know being there. Um, it's a, it's great to have everyone as clients and we've built an amazing business here and love that and love what we're able to do and help people with. And so, uh, just a big shout out to that. It, it that's was awesome. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic, man. That's good to hear. And, uh, God, you're old. I know. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, sometimes when I get out of bed, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, some, of the, some of our regular listeners are right now going, shush. <laughs> right? They tell so. me that all the time, too. They're like, yeah, you just wait. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, just a, you're just a baby. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm about five years older than you. But yeah, you yeah. Usually, five, you usually five, say ten, like 15, like 20, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so picture this, right? You're at your retirement party, right? And yeah, uh, and, and finally yeah. you're ready to enjoy, enjoy those golden years. Uh, but worries, you know, because it's some mm. bad money habits have robbed you of fully enjoying you know, the sweetness of the day, right? Mm. So it happens to more people than you think, which you clearly know, Nathan, after 20 years yeah. of business, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's talk about a few places where, you know, some bad money habits can can derail that party. Uh, what are some of the worst money habits you've seen over the years and what kind of impacts do they have on people's financial life? Uh, so any stories you want to share along the way? This would yeah. be a great time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's yeah. start out with the first one here. I got, I've got a few different ones. We'll try to make our way through the list here. Okay. Uh, let's start with ignoring your account statements. Uh, why oh, is this man. a bad money habit? Yeah, it, that is. You know, it's amazing how many people I talk to that just don't look at that, and they, you know, they they just kind of file that thing away, or they get it probably electronically. That's what most people do, and they just don't even open the thing. So when we start talking, you know, a lot of times we'll have that initial consultation, and I'll, what are you what are you looking for? What are you trying to accomplish here? And um, and I start asking questions about their investments, and people have no idea a lot of times. So, you know, one of the big issues that I see here, and I, I just experienced this this past week. A lady was in, and I was like, so what's your, what are you doing? What's your, what are you allocating in? That kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of times people don't know that, and I get that. They're hiring the advisor for that. But one of the things that I asked her was, what's your management fee? Um, what are you paying for what you are getting and what what you're receiving and she said i have no idea and so we got to looking at the statements and it was almost two percent just for the management fee there so that's expensive you know when yeah. you're looking at that on a million dollar portfolio that's twenty thousand dollars a year that you're paying and she definitely 
didn't feel like she was receiving benefits from that. Mm. Um, so just something to consider. Those statements are there for a reason. Yeah, to keep track of that bottom line. That's important. That's that's important to know what you're doing there. But also, there's so much more information on that statement than just that. So gotcha. make sure that uh, that you're keeping track of that and following along with that. Okay. So that's number one. So that's certainly a place where you can make a bad uh, money habit by not ignoring your statements. Uh, and I get it sometimes, right? It's just easy. You get these things thrown in a drawer or whatever. Or if it's been yeah. a down, you know, down market, you're like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. But <laughs> not the That's best right. move. All right. Yeah. Being addicted to the rising stock market, which clearly mm. people did uh, yes. at the last 12 yes. year bull run that we had prior to yeah. 22. Because yeah, it's easy. And yeah. and so many people were really like trying to eke out more. And we talked about this numerous times, Nathan. And what happened was, is they probably didn't look at rebalancing or they probably That's didn't right. kind of just go through, you know, just checking a few things. And then they got burned a bit, especially if you were heavy in tech, for example, because yeah. yeah. 22 tech got wrecked. Well, that's it did. That's exactly right. And, you know, that's what we, you and I, like you said, had talked about that quite a bit. A lot of those large cap growth stocks did mm-hmm. really great for the last five years, you know, yeah. um, before before this decline Before 22, started. right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then 22, they lost over 30%. So, yeah. Ouch. Um, you know, yeah, there goes all of your extra gain that you just made. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the people tend to, um, especially in long rising markets like that, people tend to just steer away from diversification. They forsake that. They, they, you know, forget everything they've ever been taught about investing. And they're like, I got to have that return. And what happens is you've just, you've missed it already, you know? So diversification is always our friend with that. So don't, don't, you know, avoid, you know, diversifying just because asset one asset class is going up a lot or whatever. Rising stock markets are going to happen. They tend to happen, but don't let that cause you to miss and mess up your diversification plan and your yeah. investing plan over your lifetime. Well, and I mean, hey, look, addiction to anything, right? We all know it could be problematic no matter what it is, right? right. Whether it's caffeine no, or right. sugar. It's nice or, to see that money come right. in, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. And it, it can help you maybe do a lot more things in retirement than you had thought about. So it's it's easily to it's easy to get addicted to that, yeah. um, you know, and want to get that better return and all of that thing. But forsaken diversification uh, because of that rising market is not the answer. There you Um, go. Great point. Yep. So don't do that. All right. Procrastination on financial decisions that need to be made. Certainly a bad money habit because now you're kicking yourself to the good or to the negative, right? Because you'd be like, oh, I should have totally jumped in on that when, you know, when I knew I should have, I should have gotten in on this, you know, particular (laughs) investment when, or whatever the case is, or I never should have taken my buddy's advice and gotten into that or whatever, right? I mean, but just procrastination in general can bite you. Man, that's right. I mean, one of the things that pops into my mind, and I, and I, this is a really sad story, but I, you know, when I, when I hear about people procrastinating about financial decisions, it's not necessarily those things dealing with just your investments. It's, okay, it's simple things, even like beneficiary designations. True. You know? Yeah. People don't think about that a lot of times, and they're like, "Well, I can change that." later. Yeah, I need to change that, whatever. And so, you know, it reminds me, I was talking to a client, this was, this is probably 10 or 15 years ago now at this point. And, uh, he and his wife had got divorced, unfortunately. And we were talking, I said, look, you need to, you need to change this beneficiary designation. If you're not wanting, uh, you know, her to receive that if something happens, he wasn't old, he was, you know, pretty young guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I'll get that changed. I'll let you know what we need to do there and I'll get back with you. 
two weeks later, he was gone. Mm. So, you know, it didn't work out for him. The, the decisions were never made. It went to, um, you know, his ex-spouse, uh, and that's not what he wanted. You know, that was not because of the situation. That was not what he wanted, but that's where it went because it just wasn't changed. So simple things like that that are just a simple document you can sign really easily, quickly get that accomplished and get it taken care of, just things that we – tend to think, well, I've, I'll have tomorrow. You may not, you know, so yeah, that's do a great point. Stuff, take care of those things. And that's a great point. Yeah. Procrastination on the simple things can certainly stack up, right? It can. And, uh, it can, and one, one wrong decision at the wrong time uh, could uh, put you behind the eight ball or your loved one that you leave behind, right? So yeah, that's um, right. maybe not getting you know insurance you know activated or whatever the case might be, right? Yes. So tons yes. of little financial decisions where it can certainly spoil the retirement party. All right, uh, let's do one more, and then I want to go to uh, some some consequences here. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Investing emotionally instead of strategically, which I know oh, sticks in yeah. your crawl. Uh, yeah. and I, it, but it, you realize that people are people, right? Which is why right. turning yeah. to someone like yourself is helpful because you can be more strategic when we cannot because it's our money. That's right. No, that's right, and and it's always hard. It's especially if. Your company has a, you know, is a publicly traded company and it's a stock and it's a company that you've worked for for a long time. Like, you know, we were really bad about that here in Jackson with Procter and Gamble. You know, P and G stock, great, solid company, lots of different products, things like that. All those things are good. Um, you know, so a lot of people just put their entire nest egg and left it in that company stock. They they got those. Um, stocks as you know shares or whatever for bonuses and and time you know with work and mm -hmm. things like that so they had millions of dollars a lot of times in that company stock and um, and so you know doing that forsakes all the rules of investing yes it performed great we don't know what the future holds with that stock though it's been fine okay mm -hmm. um, with that lots of volatility there but it's been fine it's worked out but that doesn't mean that it always will you know companies like general motors and ge they went bankrupt well ge hasn't gone bankrupt but their stock has gone to nothing uh, general motors went bankrupt and so big solid companies can fail and you can have issues with those um, so it doesn't mean that the one that you're working for is not going to have issues either. You don't know, even though that you're working there, you probably don't know everything that's going on yeah. back behind closed doors. And so just be careful with that. Forsaking that, um, you know, that strategy of diversification is something that you, you just cannot avoid. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some consequences here, Nathan, on a couple of these. I mean, you kind of touched on some already anyway, yeah, um, but well, I just wanted okay. to kind of hit a couple more things here real fast. So we were talking about risk, for example, being addicted to the rising stock market, which I know we're not yeah. in that environment right now, but when it rolls back around, and it, it will, right? Yeah, that's, right. Um, that's right. You know, taking unnecessary risk, right? The consequences right. of that. It's hard to see at the moment because we're enjoying seeing the gains. That's right. No, it is. And, and a lot of times people make the mistake of doing this, you know, that five years before retirement. And th they just feel like when they look at their plan, maybe if I had a little better returns, if I had 50,000 more, 100,000 more in my account, you know, I'd be able to take this trip or buy this boat or, or whatever, you know. Or so even just these, shoring up maybe in, in, inefficient or insufficient 
retirement accounts. Like yeah. you just kind of feel like, hey, I'm behind the eight ball. That's right. Maybe you want to be at that number, you know, whatever that number is. And yeah. for some reason, you've got that number in your mind. And so a lot of times that's what happens and people end up taking more risk. So they go, well, I'm going to buy this really aggressive mutual fund in right. my 401k yeah. that's done really good. But, you know, I know it was down 40% two years ago, but, you know, now it's it's up 25 or whatever. So just crazy volatility. They do that. They take the risk. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that does not work out for mm. people. So, yeah, that's um, good you know, the, the volatility is there and it doesn't go away. You, you know, risk is risk. And people mm-hmm. sometimes forget that there is a risk that um, it will lose and it will not, you know, not make the return that you're expecting with that. Well, final one here I want to do consequences of, of maybe living beyond our means. Right. Mm. Um, because yeah. that's certainly been happening. Well, it's been happening for a long time, uh, really has. since the eighties, yeah. but <laughs> are you talking about our government? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, tr- that yeah. too. Right. right. But uh, it's easy to do. And obviously, you know, with credit card or whatever the case is, right? Just whatever the yeah. case might be is, right? So some folks who are in great shape financially for retirement are, are able to master this step. And this is a hard step for many people to master. But if you don't, the consequences of runaway debt can really impact your retirement. Oh, it can. It can so much. And um, I, I will never forget, I was talking to a potential client. They they did not become a client, um, but I was talking to them one time and going through some numbers with them, just trying to see where they were. Mm-hmm. They ended up having, when we did some calculation, they had almost $200,000 on credit card. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and yes. That's like and a I, house. That was, it was. And, and uh, I was like, this is amazing that, uh, that you've accumulated this much on there with, uh, you know, just been even been able to do that. Right. And so that really messed up, really messed up their plan for a long time because they were paying a huge amount of interest payments and a house payment, actually easily a mortgage payment oh, yeah. what they were doing. Um, on that. So which really affected their I'm sure their ability to save for retirement. That's right. Yeah. And that's right. And and ultimately it was nothing. They really had nothing to show for it was just stuff. You know, mm. it was it was not that it was health emergencies or anything like that. I can almost see that much easier, but it was just stuff um, that that they were doing. And uh, man, it just caused a, a big issue uh, between them. They had such financial stress in their marriage and they had such oh, financial yeah. stress with everything. Yeah, it was just devastating for them. And um, they really, really had a tough time with that. And to this day, I don't think they've worked out of that yet. Um, and this was this has been over 10 years ago as well. So that, and as far as Man, I know. Man, that's a long time to have that kind time. of strain. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. And so it's so hard to get out of that. So you really have to be careful with that. It's so easy. To, I mean, you can literally buy, you know, a pack of pins or something like that. You can buy anything on a credit card now. So um, it, it's easy to get you know, in trouble yeah, with for that. Sure. Um, for sure. And and now we've seen interest rates rising like crazy on Oh, what's things. your, yeah, I mean, um, right now, like if you've got a credit card, go take, if you haven't looked, talk about oh, ignoring statements, which we talked about exactly earlier. Right, if yeah. you haven't gone and looked at that recently to see what they're charging, it's like 29% or that's 32%. Right. It's something goofy. That's if you have good credit, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so, so, 
It is. It's crazy. Hey, and I get like it's a it's some people have that strategy of like I get miles or you know whatever they do a right. lot of mile rack right. out. So they put stuff on the credit card, but they are also diligent about paying it off each month. That's right. Right. Yes. You're not talking about Absolutely. racking up you know ten grand worth of credit card you debt. You can't do yeah. that. So you know if you it's fine if you use that credit card like a debit card or whatever, yeah. and you yeah. pay it off every single month, and you never miss, and you're never going to miss because you follow your budget, you follow what you're doing. You, you totally. Keep it's fine. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. perfect. That's actually smart. I yeah, think, it's very because smart because that's a safe way to buy things. Sure, um, absolutely. Because yeah, I don't like to use my debit card much anymore because there's so many you know uh, those reader oh, easy. those yeah. card reader thefts no, and all that kind right. of stuff. So that's yeah, I have right. one card that I use for a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, knock that joker off when it comes up. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pay it off, and then you know it, it just. It sneaks up on people a lot of times, and um, so well, they get especially that when something happens, right? Seven thousand dollars, yeah. And they were planning on paying it off yeah. or something. You An know, unexpected and, expense pops up, and you go, "Well, like in the yeah. credit card, I can it'll hold me over. It's there, so I don't have to pay. I'll just pay the minimum this month." And right. then the, that turns into a bad money habit, and <laughs> that's how we'll yes. wrap up the podcast. So again, bad money habits, habit, bad habits happen to all of us. We're, we're humans. We're flawed. Uh, but you certainly don't want it to spoil your retirement party. And so that's the, the, the point of working with a professional as well is to help, you know, help us get out of our own way, right? So help that's us, right. you know, try to avoid some of our own bad habits. Nathan can look at you and, and knock that cigarette out your, out your mouth, right, so to speak. <laughs> that's right. In a nice way. In a nice way. That, that financial cigarette, knock it that's out of your right. mouth, right? So, that's right. So anyway, make sure you're reaching out and talking to a qualified professional like Nathan. If you need some help, obviously check him out online at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Lots of good tools, tips, and resources, and you can schedule some time with him that way as well. Reach out to him at O'Brien and Associates, and don't forget to follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you like using. It's The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien and Associates. My friend, I'll see you next time. All right, sounds good. You guys have a good week. Absolutely. We'll catch you here on The Financial Answer on the next episode. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.